Korea, Thailand, Myanmar, Cambodia, and then Philippines. So five countries, we had a united service this evening. And after that service got over, I have just about come back to this place. I heard that the situation of coronavirus is pretty serious now in India. So in Korea also, the situation was pretty much in control. But then suddenly, once again, you know, coronavirus started spreading. And we, we are allowed to hold service only with 50 people, not more than 50 people can gather together in one place. And even in outdoor meeting, not more than 100 people are allowed to gather together. And now there is a law that wherever you go, it is compulsory to use a mask. I think you all have also heard We had conducted a United Easter service. So earlier we used to rent out a gymnasium for this Easter service. But this time the situation was such that we were unable to rent that kind of a gymnasium. And that was a time when coronavirus was uh, spreading at a very rapid speed. So we decided to host the Easter service online this time. And we had broadcasted that service live. And then what happened is early morning around 2 lakh people logged into that meeting. And that's why our server, as many people, you know, logged in at the same time, it, got, it kind of crashed. Because we never imagined so many people would participate in that Easter service. So 20 lakh people, sorry, had participated in the early morning service. So we did one service in the morning and then one in the evening. So total we had three services. So altogether 60 lakh people participated in that Easter day services. And as pastors had a discussion, they decided that the Grand Bible Seminar, which we do uh, regularly, let's do it online. So Pastor Park told all the missionaries all over the world to check whether we can actually broadcast these sermons in those you know, countries wherever they were ministering. Because of the corona pandemic, neither are we able to have any kind of concerts. So neither are there any live concerts going on or neither are there any sports events going on live where people can gather and you know watch and these uh, broadcasting stations can broadcast it. So most of the TV channels had did not have much content 
to show on their TV stations. So Pastor said that you find out uh, if these broadcasting ch channels are ready to broadcast the word of God also. And after that, 276 broadcasting stations agreed to telecast Pastor Park's sermons during the Bible, Bible seminar. So first, our target was that, you know, if one crore people can listen to this word of God, But then so many news channels, no, so many broadcasting stations and channels agreed to broadcast and telecast this program that ultimately this word was able to reach out to almost 100 crore people. And as we did the retreat this time, And as we did this retreat online, you know, 25% more people from what we do offline, you know, were able to participate. So if you look at Matthew 24 was 14. So the word says that this gospel of, that because it is the end of the time, And that's why this gospel of the kingdom of the Lord needs to be preached throughout the world. And that this word, this gospel will be preached throughout the world. So if this program was not broadcast online, then actually such kind of a thing would not have been possible at all. But just as this corona pandemic spread rapidly throughout the world, so God opened the way for the gospel to be preached throughout the world through this online medium. And this kind of a way was opened up where people from all over the world was able to, you know, this word of God was able to reach all these people across the world. So if you look at the book of Genesis, there was a severe famine all across. And there was nobody who was able to overcome that situation of famine. So people had sold away all their land, their farms, their cattle. And then people came to Joseph to purchase food, food stuff. So when the famine spread all across the land, it was that time that the storehouses that Joseph had prepared were able to be opened up. And, the, the, and all the food that was stocked up in Joseph's storehouses was able to be opened up for the whole world. In the same way, just as this whole world is now 
encountering this corona pandemic so we are able to deliver this spiritual food to the people all over the world through this online medium so when i think about it when i think about how god has used our mission preciously to preach this word of god to do this precious work i'm so thankful so i haven't yet read the bible so let's go to the book of john john 21 verse 9 let's look at john 21 verse 9 let's read john 21 verse 9 then as soon as they had come to the land they saw a fire of coals and fish laid on it and bread jesus said to them bring some of the fish which you have just caught 11 Simon Peter went up and dragged the net to the to land full of large fish 153 and although there were so many the net was not broken and although there were so many the net was not broken 12 Jesus said to them come and eat breakfast yet none of the disciples dared ask him who are you knowing that it was the lord jesus then came and took the bread and gave it to them and likewise the fish 14 this is now the third time jesus showed himself to his disciples after he was raised from the dead so when they had eaten breakfast jesus said to simon peter simon son of jonah do you love me more than these he said to him yes lord you know that i love you he he said to him feed my lambs Sixteen. He said to him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? He said to him, Yes, Lord. You know that I love you. He said to him, Tend my sheep. Seventeen. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time do you love me and he said to him lord you know all things you know that i love you jesus said to him feed my sheep most assuredly i say to you when you were younger you girded yourself when you were younger you got it yourself and walked where you wished 
but when you are old, you will stretch out your hands. And another will guard you and carry you where you do not wish. We've read up to 18. So uh, sometime back, there's a city called Gangnan here. So pastor had visited, pastor Park had visited that Gangnan church. So pastor Park had come with the ambassador of PG along with one of his employees. So the ambassador of PG, she's a lady and she's kind of a heavy fat woman. So people say that most people who live in Fiji, I mean, uh, in Fiji, like these fat kind of women are considered beautiful. So a person like me, if he visits Fiji, then, you know, I would be the like the most lo loser kind of a person there. So the ambassador of Fiji, I think she was more than double of my size. And her husband is also a pastor. And some years back, he met Pastor Park and he received salvation. And he came to Agnam Church as an assistant pastor. And he keeps visiting Agnam Church very often. But the ambassador, like she received salvation a little later than her husband. So Pastor Park had been pouring all his heart to gain these their hearts for a long time. And then these people were able to truly open their hearts to Pastor Park and finally they received salvation. So they had visited Gangnan, so we took them to the beach for sightseeing, etc. And it was uh, around dinner time that they visited. So we, we welcomed Pastor Park as well as this couple. And as we were sitting at the dining table, But this ambassador, like she, because she's so fat, the chairs that we had in our house were kind of small for her. Because Korean people's hips are small. So it was a chair that is made for a you know Korean person to sit. But then these Fiji people, like they are quite big in size. And we were just sitting thoughtlessly. So Pastor Pak suddenly noted that, you know, that chair is going to be small for her. And he quickly went to the kitchen and he got a bigger chair.
And as we were chit chatting with that couple, we had a very good time. And after we finished dinner, again, we, you know, chatted for a while. Pastor said, what time do you have evening service? I said, Pastor, Sundays, we have evening services at 7 p.m. And it was almost 6.30 around that time. So then Pastor said, okay, then that means it's almost time for me to go to the pulpit. Okay, come on, let's go. And then we all just got up. So pastor had to pick up his Bible. He had to get dressed. The pastor went to his room, went to the room. And then one pastor Hong, he uh, escorted Pastor Park. And then I went ahead, uh, ahead of Pastor Park together with this ambassador and his wife uh, and her husband. So later what Pastor told me was, so I, he said that there's a seat empty in front of me. You also sit down there. So in Gangnam Church, like, you know, there is a staircase that is next to the speaker, which goes, you know, up, up. So I thought that that is a short way to go upstairs. So I thought, you know, that's a better way to take them. But then Pastor Park was, had not yet come there. So I, I took this couple with me and I was taking them towards the service area. So I had gone quite ahead and then suddenly Pastor came and he was staring at me. So the moment I saw Pastor Park's face expressions, I realized that something is making him uncomfortable and he was continually staring at me. I was wondering, what is it that Pastor wants to say? Does he want to say something to me? And then I also just looked at Pastor Park. And as I was just looking at him, and you know, his eyes were not looking, you know, what shall I say, peaceful at all. So he had a very uncomfortable heart toward me. And, you know, with that kind of facial expression and those eyes, he was staring at me. So generally what, what pastor, when he has something to say, he just speaks it. But then he just kept staring at me. And me too, I just kept staring back at him. But then he didn't say anything. Then I just carried on.
and the Fiji ambassador because she's so heavy. So she was walking slowly, slowly, one by one, and then she, she came with me. And then I made them sit in the front. And then after some time, Pastor also came. Pastor sat in his place. And then suddenly he got up and he came toward me. And I suddenly felt that there is something definitely that he wants to say to me. And then I just got up. So very quietly, what Pastor Park told me in my ears, Pastor suddenly said to me, why didn't you bring the ambassador, madam, with, by the elevator? Why did you make her walk all this distance? So actually the elevator is at the back and you know, the distance becomes longer that way. So actually, even though the elevator is there, but the road to the elevator is more far. And because she's fat, I thought, you know, it'll be more of an effort for her. So Pastor Park, when he scolds with a big voice, more serious than that is. When he spoke very quietly, why did you not bring the ambassador by elevator? Why are you making her climb these stairs? That voice of Pastor Park, that voice is scarier, you know, that is, that kind of hits you harder than the big voice of Pastor Park. So when I heard that, I suddenly came to my senses. Oh, I made a big mistake. Anyhow, she was having difficulty walking. So then why didn't I think about the elevator? So as he spoke this, Pastor Park went back to his place. And then suddenly like a tsunami of thoughts like just started hitting me in my heart. Like I felt as if somebody was talking to me continually. So even the Pastor Park had left that place. So as pastor was saying that, you know, no matter how hard I try to teach you, you people don't learn. So how many times, you know, in the pastor's meeting, I tell you, think deeply, think deeply, but see you guys, you don't think deeply. So I thought Pastor Park would be thinking like, ah, this pastor, Ihan Q, he shouldn't be, he shouldn't be given any work at all. So even though he might be preaching in his own church, but then when you entrust him with some work, he doesn't do it properly. I have seen him many times. So it's not just possible that you give him some work and he does it well. I can see Pastor Oyangil right in front of me right now. 
So Pastor Ouyang Gil uh, and me, uh, we had been to some uh, program in Cote d'Ivoire as in charges. And then there also we got scolded badly because we had done something during the cantata without thinking deeply. So my father also was a kind of a scary personality. So the kind of person my father was, I think Pasin can a little bit understand about that. So once I went to my house to invite my father for the Bible retreat. And Pastor Young was just passing by when I visited my uh, father's house and he just saw our mission car and then he started to wonder, oh, whose car is this? And then suddenly he walked over to my house. And then I spoke to my father. I told pastor, pastor, uh, this is the most senior pastor in our Daegu region. And pastor, I have uh, been helped by this pastor many times in many ways. And then my, uh, then pastor Yang preached the gospel to my father for some time. So my father has a misconception that Christian people, like they don't really regard their ancestors. And then suddenly as they were talking, they started speaking about ancestors. So if you really want to understand your ancestors well, then you should first understand Adam very well. So then Pastor Young suddenly said, you know, jokingly, oh, no. I think you really don't know who our ancestors were. And then my father got so mad, he only just got up from his seat. And he just, you know, gestured towards me. Next time, never speak such words before me. If you want to say something like that, don't ever come here. So my father's character was also something like that. He was very scary. So I have got beaten up by my father many times. I was very scared of my father. And because I was raised by a father who was so scary and I was already pressured in my childhood as I was raised by that kind of a, you know, father. That's why after receiving salvation, when I entered inside the church, many times I was scared of the servants of God. The word of God was very clear and the gospel was so precious. But because from childhood I was raised being scolded many times, I always had a fear, you know, toward making some mistakes. I tried hard not to make a mistake. I have to do well. I should do some, everything well.
so my heart was always bound by what is right and what is good and i was always i lived like that but after we visited cote d'ivoire i was scolded so badly so i think that was the worst moment of my life that was the worst kind of scolding that i received in my whole life so after the camp was over my you know i got sick because of that i got diarrhea and even to get the get on the flight even to reach up to my house became a big problem and later on like you know you should ask pastor oyangil in detail as to why i was scolded and for what i got scolded and how i was scolded so this time once again pastor said to me you you did not make the ambassador ma'am you know take the elevator why did you make her walk the step so suddenly like my heart like you know i just my heart was in my mouth i was so scared and i said pastor i'm really sorry i didn't think deeply about this so pastor tells us so many times that you do not learn so truly how we should be serving others how you should think about others i could had i could have the heart that truly i haven't learned anything about that and why was i not able to think about that so pastor is always scolding and rebuking pastors that you don't think deeply and then suddenly i felt as if somebody was whispering in my ears and somebody was continually speaking to me in my heart so that night you know i was so before i prayed i made a plan as to how i should pray so heavenly father you have given us this precious gospel we are thankful you gave us your servant so we are you sent your servant here today we are thankful so somehow i had just kind of thought about the kind of prayer i am going to do about whom i have to thank but because i was suddenly scolded right before the prayer i felt so pressured that you know even going up on the pulpit and praying became such a big burden for me so as i started heavenly father thank you when i just thought about praying like that i thought pastor will say oh now he is talking things that are not exactly in his heart just now you got scolded huh and then you you pressured so much are you really thankful are you really having a thankful heart in your mind there's not a single heart of thankfulness and then just with your mouth you're saying thankful things and you're coming on the pulpit and saying things that you're thankful about so actually pastor had not really said anything like that but then as if somebody was continually talking to me in my heart so somebody was continuously saying something to me and then 
later on pastor will say who gave pastor kiyanku the in charge to pray there are so many pastors why did you give such a person to, a chance to pray so continually as if somebody was whispering such things to me that oh pastor park will surely say like this pastor park will say like this so even the prayer time became so difficult became so difficult for me to end up there and pray but anyhow like i was not on my senses but i just did some kind of a prayer and i got down and then suddenly pastor park as he went to the pulpit he said to the ambassador's husband why don't you come and share your testimony and he said i have a testimony when time so how about today uh, listen to the testimony of my wife the ambassador ma'am so the ambassador ma'am until that time had never really shared a testimony officially but that day she uh, the madam went on the, st- the stage she shared her testimony so her testimony was so full of grace and as she was sharing things of her heart the heart the love that she was able to receive through the servant of god as she shared that kind of a testimony so we could feel that her heart was so moved as if you know she was about to shed tears you know that kind of a testimony she was sharing she said that whatever word i have heard from pastor the word that has been the most graceful for me was don't believe your thoughts only believe in the word of god so she was sharing her testimony that when i followed after that word of god i was able to receive the guidance of god and after that i was truly able to live a very thankful life and she said i really don't know how long i'm going to be able to live here in korea but truly after i met pastor park i was able to receive salvation and now i'm so thankful that I am living here in this country having completely forgotten about my own country and I think when it will be time for me to leave this country I'll truly be shedding a lot of tears so that ambassador's testimony was full of grace and after that pastor park went on the stage and because the testimony of the ma'am was so touching so the next day she called pastor hong and she said oh, so pastor park said sorry that you surely uh, get a video of that testimony and let's have it typed and then let's print it in some magazines etc so that testimony was so full of grace but then what was coming in my heart what thought was troubling me continually so god loves that sister who received salvation 
uh, the ambassador madam he took her to that uh, you know the melon farm in sang sanju and now he brought her to gang gong this gangnam church also and then i could see that pastapak has served all his he put all his heart to serve this ambassador ma'am and that's why he ultimately gained her heart and now the madam also she shared her testimony which was full of grace but then what about you you are a person who's only you know creating trouble and only blocking the works of gospel you are not a helper to pastor you are only damaging you are only bringing harm to the work that pastor is doing after listening to that graceful testimony so my heart rather than flowing together with the grace that was flowing my heart was so burdened and so pressured that's it now i'm caught like you know now pastor has his eyes on me why did i work like that without thinking so i was really feeling so pressured and i had no freedom in my heart and after pastor pak left i felt as if continually my heart would feel that pressure feel that burden even after he goes so whenever i make a mistake or whenever my mistakes are revealed i pray very sincerely so i guess my heart is very high i need to humble my heart i need to receive grace so praying like this you know by myself sincerely trying hard to humble my heart and truly when uh, the word of god enters my heart and through that word when my heart can be settled down after being free from that and then how my heart could become free from that i should share my testimony with the servant so my heart was so used to flowing in this direction but as i lived my spiritual life continually in this direction i was able to realize this is not right how can i humble my heart by myself i cannot arrange my heart on my own so even though i can pray to god but this burden this darkness that i'm feeling in my heart i can never remove it by myself so uh, captain naman when he stood before the king of israel so the king of israel just tore his clothes so he tore his clothes because he faced that kind of a difficult situation
but just because he tore his clothes before that problem it doesn't mean that he was able to become free from that problem living within ourselves it doesn't mean that you know we have to tear down ourselves we have to go before the word of elisha so john chapter 13 it says that you wash each other's feet so i cannot wash my own feet so the servant of the lord has to wash my feet the members have to wash my feet so if i just take this problem before the servant of god and if i lay it down on his feet and if i say pastor i did not think deeply about this i'm sorry i made a mistake i'm sorry i wanted to do this but then i don't know what was that power that was dragging me within myself and it made me to just be bound to myself so pastor was just about to leave and then suddenly pastor hong said uh so the ambassador madam she loves corn she loves to eat corn so we had boiled some corn so why don't you have some and then leave so i said okay so as we sat together and as we were enjoying that corn and i really wanted to say to pastor park pastor i made a mistake today i i when i led ambassador madam i should have thought more deeply about how i should guide her but then what kind of heart came to me continually was today the testimony was so great the word of god was great and now pastor is happily about to leave this place with a good atmosphere but then i thought like i didn't even do anything good and suddenly if i say something like this maybe just before pastor goes he might he might not feel good about it so i felt as if that was not the right moment to speak those words but if i don't solve this problem then that burden will continue to remain in my heart so when i just checked my heart then just as peter after he denied jesus jesus came looking for peter and today as we saw john chapter 21 so jesus had even prepared for them and they ate together and they they had the fish that jesus had prepared for them 
and they had the bread that Jesus had prepared for them. So even though all of these people were together with Jesus, but the heart of Peter was not free in front of Jesus. <coughs> even though they are happy and they're joyful to see the Jesus who had risen, who had resurrected from the dead, and even though they are enjoying the meal together with Jesus right now, but then there's one thing that is really making the heart of Peter be so burdened. I am the one who has denied Jesus. I have denied Jesus thrice. I have denied Jesus even before a small virgin. What kind of a disciple am I? How can I call myself a disciple of Jesus? How can a person like me do the works of God? So that thought had burdened the heart of Peter to such an extent Yes, Lord, you are you really resurrected? But Jesus, I made a mistake. Last time I denied you. Lord, I truly want to ask for your forgiveness. Lord, forgive me. If he would just say this much, it was enough. But Peter, even though he wanted to say all this, but he was unable to say these things. He was continually hesitating. I was able to feel that my heart was just in the same condition as Peter. So what I spoke to pastor was, pastor, I'm so sorry that, you know, the way I led a Fiji ambassador without thinking deeply. I dealt with her without thinking deeply. But Pastor, now I'm so shameful and I'm so embarrassed and I'm feeling so burdened. And pastor, until now, whenever I faced such situations, I would always be embarrassed. I would always feel shameful. And I would, I would always try to solve these problems within myself. But pastor, please don't leave this place like this. Surely give me a promise that you have already forgiven me. And then only you leave. You promise me that you have already forgiven me. And then you leave. So pastor was like having the corn and suddenly he started smiling at me. <laughs> Why? Because in my whole life, I had never spoken such words to pastor. Pastor, give me a promise and go. Don't leave without giving me a promise. I had never spoken such words to pastor before. So he just kind of burst out, you know, like laughing. So just as Peter said to Jesus, uh, Jesus said to Peter, feed my sheep. Pastor Park has given those sheep to uh, me to take care of them. 
Astor, you please give me a promise before you le- before you leave that don't be bound by this situation and freely you minister. So one thing Pastor Park said. Why don't you believe in the blood of Jesus? And then he suddenly said, come on, let's go upstairs. Suddenly he said one sentence. Hey, you, why don't you believe in the blood of Jesus? So that one sentence, you know, that one sentence, my heart, which had fallen down in my works, immediately transferred me to the cross, to the works of the cross. So amongst us, no matter how great somebody might be, but that person also without the blood of Jesus cannot stand before God. And oppositely, no matter how many weaknesses or lackings we may have, there is no one so wicked that after receiving the strength from the blood of Jesus Christ, he will not be able to stand before God. So Pastor Park said to me, why don't you believe in the blood of Jesus? So why are you trying to look at your works rather than looking at the blood of Jesus on the cross? So that word just kind of made me free from myself. And then once again, I started to think about John chapter 21. So Jesus, after he was resurrected, he went looking for Peter. So Jesus knew very well as to the kind of direction in which Peter's heart was flowing. Jesus knew that because Peter has denied me and now he's so condemned and he's so pressured in his heart. Surely he's bound by that. So Peter was fishing. And Jesus had also prepared the food that was necessary for Peter's flesh, for his body. And Jesus very well knew what was required for the soul of Peter also. So Peter, uh, Jesus prepared a meal for Peter. And, you know, he, he baked certain, some fish on top of the charcoal. So the, the charcoal also, like, you know, it cannot, it, the coal, it doesn't get catch fire immediately. Like it doesn't get lit up directly. So what it means is that, you know, Pete, Jesus had thought about it beforehand and he had started, you know, doing this work beforehand and Jesus had already thought about the fact that Peter might have not eaten food. He might be hungry by the time he comes here. So not only did he feed Peter with the meal that he had prepared. But in the heart of Peter, I denied Jesus. Jesus knew that Peter might be so pressured at the moment because of that incident. 
so the lord knew the if i do not help him come out of it then the heart of peter could never be able to flow with the heart of jesus and that's why god asked peter the lord asked peter so as i read this john 10 21 the one thing that i'm so thankful about is when jesus went to meet peter he never mentions about the time when peter denied jesus peter let's just discuss one thing before we go ahead first tell me how how come how did you deny me thrice huh don't you know who i am no lord I, I, of course i know who you are how can i not know who you are then then why did you say that i don't know him why did you do that how huh? come let's talk let's have a chat come so the lord never mentioned any such thing to peter so what was it that jesus asked thrice what was the question do you love me do you love me more than these so lord asked peter the same question three times and all the three times the answer peter gave was lord you know lord you know that i love you lord i love you lord you know i love you so jesus never mentioned about that incident that why did you deny me Jesus is telling him you look at yourself you already love me even though you denied me it's true it's a fact that you denied me but look at yourself you love me and i know that you love me so what the lord did was that he revealed that hard hidden inside of peter the heart to love jesus Pe- jesus did the work of bringing out that heart so peter was bound by the thought that i have denied jesus and it's true it's right that he you know it is a fact that he had denied jesus but then jesus did the work of taking out that heart of condemnation the heart of blaming himself from the heart of peter and then the lord really wanted that peter becomes a great worker of the of the gospel who will preach the word of the lord strongly so jesus uh, gave him bread gave him fish gave he fed him that meal that he had prepared for peter So when I was thinking about this scripture So 
So there's one thing that God, uh, that Jesus really wanted to feed Peter. And that was the heart, the love, the forgiveness, the mercy, the compassion that he had in his heart. So my, my son is a missionary in Haiti. And I have visited Haiti many a times. So once my son was sharing his testimony, So yeah, he said, Pastor, in Haiti, there are so many poor people. So sometimes, you know, even we don't have, you know, much to eat. It's quite hard to manage. But then sometimes, you know, there are times when uh, people who have no interest in the word of God or in spiritual life, Like there are some people who come to church on Sundays just to eat a meal. Just, they just come to church just to get that one free meal. Pastors, when I see such people, I, I really start hating them. So what I did this Sunday was I made somebody stand at the entrance of the chapel. And I told them, that people who are not interested in listening to the word of God, if somebody's coming just for a free meal, don't let them come. Pastor Buck suddenly stopped my test his testimony in the middle. Pastor said, so you're wrong. When I started the work of gospel, In my house, there was neither food, neither did I have any money. Whenever anybody would come to my house to listen to the word of God. Now the service is going to finish. Now it's going to be dinner time. How shall I manage? How shall we do? I have nothing at home. What shall I feed them? So I used to worry about such things. But what I saw is that those people who came to my house, it was actually through them that God fed me. I thought that I have to feed them. But I realized that it, what God did was God fed me through all the people that had come to my house. Might stuff you know, once or twice. But the people of Haiti, you know, the, the number of times that we have a meal, probably that many times they miss a meal, they skip a meal. So don't do like that. So when such people come to your house, you should speak to them. Haven't you eaten food? Have you eaten food? And you tell Tell them that when you don't have anything to eat, come home, come to our church and eat and come again. And not only like, should you give them food? Don't just send them off after feeding them. You feed them your heart also. 
And even though you cannot speak like that with your mouth. But you think from your heart that, oh, these people, they have no interest in the word of God. They have no interest in spiritual life. They just came here to eat. So even if you have that kind of heart, if you keep that heart inside you, then that heart will be delivered to them anyhow. And they will surely feel and sense that heart of yours. So that's how pastor had a fellowship with him. And when uh, I heard that fellowship, So what I felt was that until now, what he has done to us or to all the brothers and sisters that he has lived feeding us his heart, the heart that he has had, he has fed us with that heart of his. And that is why we are partakers of this uh, precious works of the gospel. So the way the Lord went looking for Peter And then Jesus fed his heart to Peter. Jesus did not see Peter's weaknesses or lackings. Even though there were many weaknesses and lackings that Peter had, but Jesus overlooked them. Oppositely, Jesus said to him, even though you denied me, look at yourself now. You love me. You look at yourself. Do you love me? Lord, you know that I love you. Yes, Lord, I love you. Lord, you know I love you. So if you have that heart, that's enough. That much is enough. So the place where Satan was whispering, you know, Lord was able to bring out Peter from that. He was able to bring him out. And then God led him to uh, become a person who could boldly preach the word of God. So when I live my life very closely uh, with Pastor Park, as I live very closely to Pastor Park, many a times I feel that Pastor Park feeds us with the heart of God. And we are this generation's Peter. So what is the difference between Peter and us? Peter was also having a lot of weaknesses and lackings, many mistakes, and we are also the same. Peter made many mistakes. He denied Jesus. In the same way, we have many weaknesses, we have many lackings, we have many faults. But Jesus loved this kind of a person called Peter. And to such kind of a Peter, Jesus established him as a worker of the gospel. So we have many mistakes, we have many lackings and many weaknesses. 
it's not that we don't have any weaknesses or lackings. We have many faults, we have many mistakes, we have many weaknesses. But God wants to fulfill his will through a person like me. And he's a person who shows grace upon a person like me. Once I visited America, So the one missionary, like in US, like the fellowship that he had with Pastor Park, he made a frame of that and he had, you know, put it up on his wall. And the topic of that uh, frame was so he wrote like the verse that I should memorize 30 times a day. God loves me. God has never led me on the wrong way even once. God always leads me on the blessed way. God always helps me. God always listens to my prayers. He wants to listen to my prayers. God is happy when I preach the gospel and when people are saved through that gospel. So God is always with me. God wants to work through me. So all these kind of sentences, he made a nice pretty frame together with these wordings and he has put it up on his wall. So it's not that we have no weaknesses and lackings and we are without any fault and that's why we can work for the gospel. Many times we do things foolishly without thinking. Many times we do things without thinking deeply. And many times we are embarrassed and shameful. Many times we are chastised, we are rebuked. But we do not have to be bound by those things. Because we are such kind of people, That's why we need to deny ourselves. And that is why we need the Lord. And that is why we need to depend upon God. And that's why we need to call upon the Lord. So Satan makes us be bound by our weaknesses and lackings. But because we are full of weaknesses and lackings, that's why we are people who need the Lord. And that is why we need grace. So tonight when I listen to the word of God from Pastor Park, Pastor was repeating one thing many times, like Pastor says many times that the Bible is the heart of God. When we committed sin, what kind of heart did God have? So when we commit sin, 
God doesn't have the heart to curse us or to forsake us. God had the heart to wash away those sins. And that's why he made a plan to save us from our sins. And then he sent a savior according to that plan. But because we had fallen into sin, we were not able to see our image exactly. But then God gave us the law. And then he made us to be bound by the law. He made us confined to the law. And allowed us to see our wickedness, to recognize and discover our wickedness. And allowed us to know that we are people who cannot keep that law. So when we see the heart of God toward us, we can see that in the heart of God, he always has grace toward us. So when we were in sin, even at that time, God never had the heart to forsake us, to curse us, to throw us. He had the heart to bring us out of that. When we do not know about ourselves, we know, when we do not discover, discover about ourselves, God allowed us to be confined by the law. God allowed us to discover ourselves. And he allowed us to repent. And then he led us in front of the grace of Jesus. So if we see the heart of God that is inside of the Bible, we can truly realize that we are always inside of the grace of God. I'm so happy and thankful that I was able to come here and you know have a fellowship with all of you. So this time as we did the CLF program, I was assigned uh, the Academy on Church History and I gave some lectures for one hour on church history. So even now, like whenever I get a chance, whenever I have time, I, I study church history. So the true preachers of the gospel, you know, I go back and try and read the testimonials. And whatever Christian doctrines were there or whatever the books are there based on Christian history, I make time and kind of read up all those, uh, all that kind of literature. But the gospel that our church is preaching, you know, that is the clear truth of the gospel. And it is the purest gospel. So Martin Luther was also a very precious servant of the Lord. So uh, uh, Martin Luther also never emphasized on, you know, the infant baptism or the Lord's Prayer. And there's a historian called Roland Baker. He was a professor of church history in Yale University. He was or is, sorry.
so that guy like he has written his his uh, like frank opinions about martin luther and amongst them there's a very very interesting thing that he has written so every night before luther was about to sleep he would say that you know every day even without missing even one day every day satan came to him before he slept so even though luther was a person who kind of dedicated his whole life and even put his life life on the line for the gospel but whenever it was time for him to sleep it was like you know satan was like waiting for me so what was satan what satan did so satan would bring a list of all the sins luther committed that day and bring it to him hey how can you just sleep off like that how could you do these things and then luther would answer hey satan it's time to sleep now huh let let's just take rest let's just sleep so the lord has created this world in such a way that we work the whole day and sleep at night come let's sleep but then satan would not just go away satan would come with a whole list see today you did this sin you committed this sin you that sin he used to bring a whole list so secondly what luther used to say to satan was Martin Luther would say hey satan there are many other sins that are not on your list which i have not committed there are certain sins that i committed but you are not mentioning your list you know the, your list doesn't talk about those sins but still satan would not budge satan would not leave at that time say luther had two things through which he was able to overcome satan the first to hold on to the promise of god tightly strongly it's true i committed many sins i committed many mistakes today it's right whatever you're saying is true i have committed the sins you're right i acknowledge it i am a person like that and that is why i need jesus and that's why jesus shed his blood for me so the first thing we need to overcome the power of satan is that we need to hold on to the word of god the promise of god and secondly the fellowship that happens inside of the church that kind of cleanses me satan is not just i mean smart doesn't have the normal smartness we by ourselves can never become free from satan that's why continually we need to reveal our heart share our heart and be within a fellowship of members when we have fellowship 
then the thoughts that are given by satan and the word of god you know between these two things a clear line is able to be established so even though luther was such a great man like even he was a great man of faith but even to a person like him satan would attack him every night every night satan approached him so even within us like we have many weaknesses faults lackings through which satan can approach us easily every day but the blood that was shed on the cross has washed away all of that and then he has made us such that when we stand before god we will have no weaknesses no lacking no shortcoming whatsoever being strengthened by the blood of jesus we can boldly go before god let's pray heavenly father lord we give thanks to you father god every day we want to become people who can do something well and good we want to become people who don't make any mistakes we want to become people who do not want to be ever embarrassed even though we want to become such people who have no faults but father from the beginning also we are such people that's why lord we need your grace God has saved us by grace. Father Lord, we are thankful that you have been leading us by grace. Father, you bless India. Father Lord, so many people live here in India. There are so many people who do not have the gospel. through the brother sisters who are saved let gospel be delivered to those people and father lord the works of god the precious uh, promises that you've given father god let your precious works be revealed here through the brother sisters and inside of the church uh, every day the heart of thankfulness and a heart full of gratitude may flow inside the church you keep our brother sister safe from the corona virus i prayed in the name of jesus amen thank you thank you thank you for listening thank you pastor thank you pastor